like to invite all of the children to come a little closer to your screens and join me for a special story that I want to share with you and all the grown-ups that are with you. When I was 22 years old, I had just finished college and I had the opportunity to go and live in France for a year to teach English to high school students. It was an opportunity that I had been hoping for and praying for and working for, and it was like a dream come true that I actually got to go and do this. Now, I have to admit, I was a little nervous when I got on the plane because I was going to be living in a very small town way out in the country. I was going to be the only American in the school, and I later found out I was the only American in the whole town. I didn't know anybody. So I was a little nervous, but I was mostly excited. Two days after I got there and I got settled in my room at the school, I woke up that morning and I felt so sick. My throat hurt, my tonsils were swollen, I could hardly get out of bed, and I just started to cry. Because I was by myself, I didn't know any doctors or how to get any help. So the first thing I thought to do was to go downstairs to what we used to call a phone booth. You can ask your parents what that is. And I called my parents. I just needed to talk to somebody and get their advice. My mom picked up the phone. And when I said, hi, mom, she said, hey, Shug. That's what she used to call me. It was short for sugar. Hey, Shug, she said. And as soon as I heard her voice, I started crying. And I said, Mom, I'm sick and I'm by myself. And you know what my mom said? She said, it's okay, Shug. I'm here. Everything's going to be all right. And I felt so much better. I was still sick. And I still needed to find a doctor and get some medicine. And it took me a few days to get better again. But somehow just hearing my mom say, everything's going to be okay, made all the difference for me. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for people in our lives who can come alongside of us and say, everything's going to be okay. And we thank you for our scripture reading this morning, the psalm that we get to hear about in just a minute, in which you say to us and to all the world, everything's going to be okay. That gives us peace. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. It's true that sometimes all we need is someone who loves us, someone who knows us, to come alongside and say, everything's going to be okay. Now, sometimes that doesn't help. Sometimes a person can say that to us in a way that shuts down how we're feeling and tries to, to push away our struggles and gloss over it. Maybe you've had that experience where you were going through a hard time, you lost your job, or going through chemotherapy, or a time of illness and struggle or grief, and someone says, oh, it's going to be all right. That doesn't feel good, and that doesn't help. 
But sometimes there are moments when and people who can say to us, everything's going to be all right. And it gives us a peace that, that gives us the strength to keep going and walk through whatever hard times we're walking through. In our psalm this morning, the people of God are in trouble and are walking through a difficult time. Just like last week with our psalm, we don't know exactly what moment in history this psalm is referring to. But many scholars believe it comes at a moment after the Jewish people had returned home from exile. The southern kingdom had been overrun by the Babylonian army. The temple had been destroyed. The land was devastated. And many of the citizens of Judah had been dragged off in exile. They had been in exile for decades. And then one day they were allowed to return to the land and to begin to rebuild. And so this first part of the psalm gives thanks to God for that restoration You restored the fortunes of Zion. You you forgave all of our sins. You answered all of our prayers. And yet in the next few verses, it becomes clear that the people are still suffering. Perhaps the temple is still in in shambles. The land is not yet yielding its harvest. Maybe they still feel separated and isolated from God, but all is not well. And so they turn once again to God and say, will you revive us again? Please, God, help us, save us, rescue us from this time of trouble. And so the psalmist rises up and says, let me hear what the Lord will speak to us in this moment of our pain. And the word that the psalmist hears The vision that he receives is a vision of God's peace. The Lord will speak peace to his people, says the psalmist. And that word peace in the Hebrew is shalom. It's a deeper and richer word than perhaps we're used to. It doesn't just mean the absence of conflict or the removal of suffering. What the psalmist shows us in this vision is this this moment when all is made right, when we are in right relationship with God and with one another and with all of creation, when heaven comes down and earth rises up and we meet, when steadfast love and faithfulness meet, righteousness and peace kiss each other, Righteousness looks down from the sky and faithfulness rises up from the earth and all is well and all shall be well. And it is as if God is saying to God's people in the midst of their suffering, I am with you. Everything is going to be all right. We can identify with the Hebrew people in this moment in our history. We know that God has been with us 
and has saved us and has restored us in the past. We can point to episodes in our own lives, in our own history as a people, when we have known God's presence and God's redeeming power. But now we're in trouble. And I don't have to list out for you all of the pain and suffering and trouble that we have experienced as a people in 2020. The list is long. And we cry out to God for help and for rescue. It is as if we have been in our own kind of exile. Exiled from gathering in the church. Exiled from gathering in the community with family cut off from one another, from all that is familiar and life-giving to us. And so we cry out in this moment, revive us again, O God, help us and save us. And we hear this psalm, this word of promise, the word of peace that God speaks to God's people, even now, even in this moment. I am here, God says. Everything is going to be all right. And we do indeed see hope on the horizon. There is news of, of a vaccine that's coming in just a few weeks. The first healthcare workers and the first who are most vulnerable will begin being vaccinated. And we can start to see glimmers of hope that life will return to some semblance of normal in the next six months or so. Praise be to God, right? But this psalm reminds us that the vaccine ultimately is not our salvation. That our salvation comes from a right relationship with God, with one another, and with all of creation. And that God's shalom is being manifested even now among us. And God is inviting us as God's people to be shaped by the character of God revealed in this psalm, by steadfast love and righteousness and peace and hope and faithfulness and mercy and justice, and to live those things out even now as we see God's promise being manifest among us. I am here, God says. Everything is going to be all right. As we hear this psalm on the second Sunday of Advent, I can't help but think about the coming of Christ. When I hear the words in the psalm that say, the Lord will speak peace to his people, I see a nighttime sky filled with the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to all people. And when I hear the psalmist say that righteousness and peace shall kiss each other, I see a young woman and a young man alone on a dark night in Bethlehem holding a newborn baby And I see this mother tenderly kiss the forehead of her newborn child. And I hear the good news of God born among us 
Emmanuel, God with us, and God saying to us and to all of creation, I am with you. Everything is going to be all right.